This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. What a week we have all had. I mean, it's almost hard to believe, surreal, what's happening with everything closing down, everybody hunkering down, most of you stuck at home for who knows how long. Well, we are still here, and will be, and we're really glad you're with us and hope you keep coming back. And for those of you who are new to the rundown, on the weekend we give you something extra. More from one of the guests we had during the week, and today it's Senator Cory Gardner, a Republican from Colorado, who is stuck in a small studio apartment right near the Capitol, but he's not going to the Capitol until sometime later next week because he's in self-quarantine. Not because he has the coronavirus, like two congressmen the other day who became the first two cases at the Capitol. His situation is different, as you're about to hear. We actually made two attempts to talk to the senator the other day, and we figured you might enjoy hearing the moment we reconnected. After he had hung up on us the first time, when Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin called him on his cell phone. So thanks for listening. Be safe. Do your best to stay well. And now Senator Cory Gardner on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Senator, are you there? I am here. Sorry about that. Hey, no, that takes precedence. I understand totally. I uh, I don't mind being pushed back by the Secretary of the Treasury. I think that's, <laughs> I, I think I have to understand my place, and that's great. So I appreciate well, that. Trying to get all these things, all these moving pieces put together, and oh, uh, we're getting there. <laughs> I'm certain. I'm certain there's a lot of work to do. Okay, so um, we'll get started, and without any uh, any any further ado, <clears throat> I think that's the only one that I had. So that's good. I'm perfect. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Senator. <clears throat> Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is Republican Senator Cory Gardner from Colorado. Normally, at a very busy time with a lot going on in Washington, trying to help Americans through the coronavirus outbreak, he would be at the Capitol. That's not the case. Congressman, uh, There are two congressmen who have now tested positive for the coronavirus and others who are self-quarantining, like Senator Gardner, because of contact with a infected person. Senator, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Senator, where are you? <laughs> I am about a block away from the Capitol. I can see the Capitol uh, dome from uh, my window, but uh, I am quarantined, confined to my 300-square-foot palatial uh, studio. <laughs> oh, you know, people think of uh, of members of Congress as having these, um, uh, you know, nice... Palatial, like you, you said palatial, but people think of members of Congress of having these wonderful, luxurious digs. But it, you guys live some sometimes six of you in a room in, in, a, in a, a condo. You know, I'm sure there are some that uh, may have a little bit better abode. But uh, when I get the family here, I hop from the bed to the couch to the cot and out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a small place to be for what, the next two weeks? No, you know, so so I am quarantined for 14 days. Now, that 14-day period started with the last contact I had with the person who sort of triggered the quarantine. So uh, so Wednesday, the 25th, is when I am quarantined through, should I not develop any symptoms or, or conditions. And at this point, I'm 100% fine, no symptoms, no conditions. Okay, you felt nothing, just felt normal the whole time. Normal the whole time, uh, as, normal, as normal as I can be. All right, so how did you find out? that this happened? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, I'm assuming there are thousands and thousands of people across the country that are having these same conversations. 
uh, it was uh, around four or five in the afternoon. I get a phone call from uh, the the Tri County Health Department, and this was, I guess, on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, the Tri County Health Department that said uh, I had a meeting with a constituent in my office uh, that had been showing symptoms while he was in the office, and it was a personal meeting, you know, you know, in in, in my official office uh, that was of sufficient concern to them that they said you need to be quarantined and so uh, that's how I found out was that Tuesday afternoon phone call from Tri-County Health which is a sort of a, covers three counties in the Denver suburban area. But that that meeting was last week right? That meeting was last week that's correct and so uh, you know that was uh, you know on on the 11th of March so 14 days from the 11th of March. Were, when you met with this person did you notice that they might not be feeling well? You know, we met with so many people that day. I, I don't recall meeting with anybody who seemed that they were coughing, sneezing, feverish, sweating. Right. Uh, everybody looked fine, uh, but we did meet with a lot of people. I know that one of my Colorado counterparts who also met with somebody on the 11th of March, same day I did, is quarantined as well. So um, I'm assuming this group met with multiple people in the delegation. Right. Is that Congressman Jason Crow? Is that right? <laughs> Yes, correct. All right. Have you have you have you spoken to Congressman Crow? As you, know, you, as you both are self quarantined, uh, he's 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 back home in Colorado, so at least he's he's at home. I got uh, you know sentenced here in Washington, uh, but uh, I did text him and asked him what kind of ramen noodles he was having for dinner. <laughs> so tell me, it has to be hard to be away from the action. Uh, you say you can see the dome, you can't be there. There is a lot going on. Is it frustrating? You know, it, it's frustrating that I can't be there to vote, uh, obviously, but I am very much participating in every negotiation that's taking place. I just got off the phone with the Secretary of the Treasury to talk about uh, concerns over IRAs and 401ks, as well as restaurant hotel uh, needs right now, uh, and what we were going to, what this third phase package would look like. Uh, I expressed some concerns uh, to my banking committee colleagues in the Senate about guidances on troubled debt restructuring. Uh, our banks want to help, but they're concerned they're going to get nailed by the regulators and penalized by the regulators if they help. So we're trying to get additional guidances to them. So uh, even though it's uh, only a couple hours into the work day here, uh, we've already burned up the phone lines and had to recharge my phone. Yeah, I know there is a lot of an effort to help small businesses and companies that have been hit hard, obviously forced essentially by the government to shut down to close. But as far as helping Americans, this idea of a check or two that would go out, how do you feel about that? Well, look, it, there, there are many ways to do this. I had suggested early on that we uh, work through the unemployment insurance process to create a new category of, of worker. It wouldn't require them to be laid off. It would not require them to be fired, but it would be a way to get assistance through an existing mechanism quickly. Uh, you know, maybe that's the way it goes. Maybe there is a, a, a assistance direct benefit in the form of a check. It can't take six months. It can't take uh, a year. It's got to happen soon. Uh, we do need to have uh, have immediate relief. Look, this is different than uh, 10 years ago when you had bad actors doing bad things asking for a bailout. Uh, this, uh, this is a virus that came out of the blue, uh, out of China, and uh, here we are today dealing with it. And uh, it's not a Democrat or, or Republican or a business creation, um, and that's why we have to deal with this. And we have to deal with it in a way, thank goodness our economy is as strong today as it was going into this, uh, because we're going to need every ounce of that strength once we get out of this. Now, as far as those checks are concerned, uh, the reason I, I, I keep focusing on it is because everybody wants to know, A, if they're going to get one, and B, how much it's going to be. 
Now, when you deal with this, I know that they want to have some means testing in the sense that uh, yeah, based right. based on income, I don't know what levels you want, but you know, people who live in big cities or in suburbs of big cities, a family of that has two working parents and maybe two or three kids, they might have 150000 or $200,000 in income, and it's possible that both of them aren't working or are having a lot less money come in, and they wouldn't get checks if, if you cap it at one hundred or 150000 So how do you decide who should and shouldn't get the money? Well, that's, a, that's one of the reasons why I thought going through an existing scalable mechanism like unemployment insurance would be a better approach because you could make those kinds of uh, anomalies uh, into account when you did the funding for it. Uh, so, so that's being negotiated right now because you're right, $1,000 in uh, Manhattan is different than $1,000 in Burlington, Colorado. Sure. Uh, and so, so those are all going to have to be taken into account. Uh, family sizes are going to have to be taken into account. So uh, that is still very much being negotiated as we speak. Now, would, but, it be, would it be a situation where if you made over a threshold, you got less or it, would it be all or nothing? That's what they're talking about. That they're talking about. You know, you've heard a seventy-five thousand dollar individual cap that they would, uh, you know, up to seventy-five thousand dollars, you'd receive X. There has been sort of a, a pro ratio, pro ratio discussion uh, of what that would look like if you did a sliding scale like that. But again, those are all being discussed right now. Uh, uh, there are multiple ways that we could have done this. Uh, you know, the most important thing is getting it done quickly and out the door effectively. And how is it that two parties? who had impeachment drama and had their at each other's throats for the last three years of the Trump administration. How are you actually able to work together? Well, we just have to get you have to put all that aside. You have to. I mean, there, this is not a time for a sort of political point scoring. This is not a time to uh, take your your pet project that you've been trying to get done for uh, years to now use this uh, crisis as a moment to, to, to score a victory. Uh, this is all hands on deck. If I could find a word that was more urgent than the word urgent, I would be using. <laughs> I understand. I do. But it, 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 it fascinates me to think that that Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker and President Trump could sit in the same room and work together because it was so nasty between the two. Well, you know, our parents taught us to turn the other cheek, uh, and uh, we have to do that and more at this time. And it is a challenge. You know, I remember it, it back going back to impeachment in January, uh, when the first sort of word of, of coronavirus was starting to leak out, and we know uh, that it was starting to spread. Uh, I, I had said, we need a hearing, and we need a hearing now, and we ought to delay uh, this start of this day of I think it was the the last day of the closing arguments of the House, I think. So right around January 24th, I think it would be. And I said, look, we, we ought to all of us, every single senator ought to be in a closed door briefing with CDC, NIH, FDA about this new virus. Uh, we should do it now. Uh, instead of doing that, we got a, a briefing where like 10 of us showed up or maybe fewer. Uh, but everybody was focused on impeachment, and what a shame. And you know what? Uh, because it was China, and it seems, and it was so far away, people didn't really grasp that what was happening in Wuhan was going to happen here. I think it was well, when Italy started to have its massive problem and the cases started to get a little higher here that people were like, wow, this really is real. 
Well, and, and that's, you know, when South Korea started to have its issues and Italy and, and you know, I was calling for immediate 100 percent screening of people coming in and out and the hot spots and, and uh, you know, talking flight to uh, closures uh, from these hot spots. Uh, and, you know, you're right. It did start to pick up tremendously then. And then uh, there was a sense of urgency the week before the president gave his uh, Oval Office speech. But had this on that day, had everybody been focused on that 24th of January or even days before that when we started to get more information, um, I, it would have been, a, I think, a much more timely opportunity for us all. All right. Now back to you and your self-quarantine. What are you doing? How are you getting your food? What Do you, do you have all the toilet paper you need? Well, my, my, if I didn't have all the toilet paper I needed, apparently I wouldn't be able to get any more. I mean, <laughs> so, so, you know, I had... Uh, uh, I'm not allergic to anything back home in Colorado, but I find myself allergic to Washington, uh, which is probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> so I had to have somebody drop off some Flonase at the office at the at the door today. So they just came over, dropped it off, knocked on the door, and ran away. Uh, and uh, you know, so so that's the kind of thing we're doing. I had uh, uh, you know enough ramen, I think, to feed a, 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 a for for a couple months here. So I oh, should be okay. But that gets old, doesn't it? Gonna <laughs> get old, yes. But you know. <laughs> Look, I laugh about it, but there are people who are in very, very serious, dire need. And I had talked to my office about making sure that we send out this message to people. Check your neighbor. Call your neighbor. See how they're doing. See if they need help. See if they need groceries. People that you've talked to, people that you haven't talked to, just reach out. Call them. Uh, you know, text them. Find them on Facebook. Just to make sure that everybody is okay, because we're going to get through this. We're going to be stronger than ever. We're going to unite as a country. Use this opportunity to make connections that maybe we've misfired on over the last several years. There is a debate on how long things should be shut down, especially schools. Kansas has gone to the extreme for the end of the whole school year. What do you want done? You know, we have to do what's right. Uh, I wish I could say that I had all of the science uh, uh, in my own brain to understand uh, everything. We have to rely on our public health experts, uh, those men and women who are working tirelessly around the clock, uh, who do know what's best, and we have to take their advice. So uh, these governors are, are making very difficult decisions uh, with their economies and with their states. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to second guess them as we're all trying to get through this the best we can. Now, as we talk, there are the two confirmed cases in, at the Capitol. Do you expect that to grow? And what happens if there's a dozen or more in Congress? What do you do? You know, it's it's really amazing because the day that I was quarantined, I asked my staff to get me a report on what can be done procedurally, uh, how, how the steps work that require 60 votes, that require 51 votes, or just require a majority of members present uh, because, you know, th there are certain things if somebody objects that are going to take 60 votes to overcome. There are certain things that require a certain number of votes. And I this is something we have to look at long term um, because we don't have a remote voting system. Um, you know, we can't do this uh, the way maybe we ought to look at in the future uh, because whether it's a pandemic or, you know, we've had ricin attacks at the Capitol and anthrax attacks over the years. Uh, this is certainly different, uh, and uh, that's why I think we need to be thinking about this because we've had a, a coronavirus emerge, you know, very rapidly over the last decade, uh, a different kind of novel virus, and it doesn't look like that's going to stop for the time being. Well, I hope that it's, uh, it, it, it's over for you like it's supposed to be next week and you can get back to it. Well, thank you. Uh, my 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 place has never been as clean as it is uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all say that. <laughs> Senator Cory Gardner, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you.
Senator, I really appreciate it. I, I, I thank you so much. Oh, no, enjoyed it. Thank you. Sorry about the delay at the beginning, but thanks for doing it. Please, no worries at all. Thanks again. Great. Thanks, Mike. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to Fox News Radio's hourly newscast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, visit foxnews.com. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.